Welcome to Random Side Note. 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 Yo, it's your boy Dre and welcome to a special episode of Random Side Note. As you can hear, I'm alone today. The other members of the Randall gang and I decided to take a week off and spend the time with our families for Thanksgiving. We hope you all had a great Thanksgiving with your families as well. Thank you for all of our listeners, our randos, for the feedback and support. For all the new listeners, welcome to Random Side Note. As always, remember to click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you'll be able to be notified when a new episode drops. We typically release new episodes every Tuesday, but who knows, you may get a random episode like this one on a random day of the week. So if you remember, I came up with the concept of a show with five friends in mind. Side note, Randall Gang, I'm not naming you all in any particular order, just stating how I figured you'd factor into the show. First, we have Akeem. He's the baby of the bunch. Uh, He talks a lot. He brings a fresh perspective. And he likes to talk politics like me. And then there's my girl, Nikki, who doesn't mind telling you like it is. And she adds a bit of comedic relief to the show. And to balance out the goofiness and randomness of Akeem, Nikki, and I, we have A, B, and D. If you listen in, they don't mind tag teaming us to get us in line or to just tag team us to make their point. A, B tells it like it is in her own A, B way. And then we have D, who I've known the longest, who is very insightful and balanced. Together we make up the Rando Gang. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, none of them knew each other before we ventured on this project. They've only known each other for a short period of time, but we've become quite the family. So to show our thanks to our Randos um, on behalf of Thanksgiving, we wanted to give you all a special episode to highlight some of our memorable and comedic moments thus far. We thought it would be interesting to see what the Randall gang cast members have learned about each other thus far. So let's see what D says about Nikki. I would have to say my favorite Nikki moment is that like no nonsense. She hit the brat. I'm clearing. I'm coming through clearing. <laughs> if my husband say that he one of his side chicks got a policy. Oh, I'm coming through clearing. I'm clearing the whole funeral. The funeral home for to have a lot of money that weekend, baby. I remember that episode. I think she was pretty serious. Um, she mentioned it more than once, and I'm pretty sure she wished you do if you crossed her the wrong way. But Nikki, she also comes in at the most random moments with the most random statements and adds a bit of funny to sometimes a more serious conversation. It'll be cute if she named him Roman, but then that's one of her personalities, so she might not want to do that. She got personalities. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Do you have personalities, Nikki? Yes. And this is it. 
Christian, we ain't going to be, you know, they, they ain't matching up like that. Those are booty calls. I'm, I'm really, I think well. every time I see people make like, things about it, I want to get it just because I want to see the type of conversations. Like, if somebody named Jebediah really trying to talk to somebody and be like, hey, <laughs> let's have Bible study together. I want to, pr- I prayed for a woman and you came to me. Like, I really want to see if that's like the type of messages you get. No, I prayed for a woman I'm going to come on you. That's like basically what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I was gonna go make me a Christian amigo just because can you say so? I, mean, <laughs> I want a Jebediah. <laughs> I mean I think Don't want Boaz though. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. See, Boaz was made for her. <laughs> I want I want my own ass. <laughs> I'm just saying. Netflix dropped season four of the crown. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched that, but it's it's how I get my British news. Uh, I drink this is how it. I'm learning about the monarchy. You know what? She <laughs> said she drink it. Um, I got a bottle, like right now. I got mm-hmm. apple. Me, myself, give me some basketball shorts and a tank top. I'm good. But trust and believe, I'm all woman at the end of the day. <laughs> trust that one. It's like, like, so why, it like, stops your stream. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't stop, <laughs> it doesn't stop your stream. But I'm like, you, I'm like, are you looking at me? Like, there's like two other ones, like down there. Like, you ain't got to come stand by me. And it, well, he might have had to go real bad. But you know that little thing is only but so little, so you can still see over around there if you really want. If you really want. <laughs> Peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't no, it ain't no peekaboo in the man's bathroom. I don't care what you identify. You in there to do a business and you get right on out of there. Get on out. You don't make no eye contact. You don't do nothing. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> but just go. <laughs> that pretty much sums up my girl Nikki. Now let's see what AB says about Akeem. In the short time of knowing Akeem, I've grown to really love his spunky, youthful, open, free, and candid personality. Why would I need buffalo cauliflower when I can eat a buffalo, buffalo. chicken wing? I'm not going to lie and tell you it tastes like chicken, but I will be honest and tell you it tastes delicious. Delicious. Great, eh? It's, and then, you know what? I can accept that answer, but I'm still not going to go for it. I'll pass. Um, I also think cauliflower is strange because it's like white broccoli. That doesn't make sense to me either. Close your eyes and take a bite. Why should I? I should not have to do that. See, that is is American thinking. You should not have to close your eyes to eat your food. You should do that with all of your senses. It also is, doesn't taste like broccoli. No. Yeah, it doesn't. Why does it look? It looks, it looks like, it looks like broccoli without something. It looks like someone has done something to it. Have you ever had a cauliflower? Not to my knowledge. I can tell. <laughs> you gotta try it. Try it one day. You would be surprised. <laughs> I'm about to look at Doctor Sabi. Look, I'm about to look at Doctor Sabi list. If it's not on there, I'm not eating. <laughs> Is them chicken wings on that list? <laughs> it's not. Look, ma'am. I found Doctor Sabi after I found the chicken wing. <laughs> do what you do, but please do it within a reason. Um, I'm tired of seeing uh, videos of y'all at street corners. Uh, with the dildos, it's really a lot for me. 
I'm good being fluffy. Yet again, thick is it, sis. That's right. That's right. Thick is in, honey. One of the phrases to me and my friends said, You got to be too something to do something. Okay. Well, I'm in there, honey. We got to be too something to do something. That's right. It's because we fluffy now. I mean, we can't turn no tricks. Don't play with us. Right. Two something to do something. The number two, two something to do something. <laughs> yeah, he really does have a spunky personality, but we still can't quite get him to realize that he's not from Atlanta. Check this out. I do live in Atlanta, but keep it moving. Man, it's Halloween in Atlanta. It's pretty, pretty- so I'm a resident of Atlanta. This sounds like slander. I would not stand by this. Well- I'm pretty sure we'll get into it later, but Atlanta gave y'all uh Joe Biden and Atlanta also gave y'all uh a, a beautiful verses this week. Atlanta um, uh, about two months ago, and I saw someone. Right, tread lightly. Follow- you ain't even from there. You just lived there. Uh- <laughs> Whoa! Oh, now that was a blow. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it alone. <laughs> Whoa! Because <laughs> from- you ain't from we- there. You just lived there. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow, we know we, we know where he from. I know. That's why he we from we from where your we from where your secret ex boo at. I, see, I beat you That's to the punch today. I beat you. I beat you to the punch. <laughs> I beat you to it because I knew it was coming. I know you. I can. I know. I say stuff sideways, and y'all put me right together when I say I'm sideways, and when I get out left, y'all put me right on that. We do. That's like we gonna get you to understand you ain't from Atlanta. We gonna get oh, no. I, know, I, I know I'm not from Atlanta. I know I know where I'm from, but I know where I'm paying taxes at now. You know, people. Yeah, I guess you were down there with Mulatto this weekend too. But uh, <laughs> I wasn't down there with Big Lotto, but your ex boo probably was. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Much love to Atlanta. Um, Thank you all for the love and support um, of our, our randos in Atlanta. And also, shout out to Akeem's true hometown, Valdosta. And like Akeem says... Me and Dre have the same battle every week. We truly do have the same battle every week. Now, I think the best person to describe AB would definitely be Nikki. Let's see what she says. I have gotten the task to um, tell the people what I have learned about my girl, A.B. So even though it hasn't been that long, but I've just um, like the quirkiness that she uses to describe things. Like last week when she said um, a square body on pencil legs, you know, so it kind of put me in that zone of SpongeBob. I didn't know that was a thing that you got you enhanced your thighs to match your butt. I didn't know they was doing that. All these Listen, women walking said, out here with big booty on pencil legs. She said, she all her thighs don't match. You know, big booty on pencil legs. Khloe Kardashian is a booty on pencil legs. First of all, Khloe Kardashian, 
Yeah. Khloe Kardashian changed every other uh, every other week. Like she's like a different person. Like if she walked by me outside, I'm probably not gonna know who Khloe is. That diaper is on pencil legs. Not diaper. Yeah. I miss that. Bring back dick Khloe. I like dick Khloe. But my all-time favorite was when she said the pocketbook. When we were talking about the um, Birkin bags and how somebody, I don't know who she is, huh? how she was talking about, you know, she got Birkin babies and all of that. My girl says she don't need nobody to buy her no pocketbook. You got to come deeper than that, honey. And how she used the old school language. Wrench around there and get me that pocketbook. That's your girl, A.B. Sweetie um, pretty much sent her man about a Birkin bag and sparking this type of internet craze where not everybody's like showing their Birkin bags um, or saying, can they buy Birkin bags or spotting fake Birkin bags? I just... No, let's say, let's say what she really said. And I got her quote here. It says, oh. she said, if he not getting you a Birkin... If he not paying your bills, then throw that nigga back to the streets. To the streets. I am for the streets, then. <laughs> and then I am for the streets, then. And then she got a picture of herself on Instagram or wherever it is with, with about three or four Birkin bags by her. They all like laid up like her kids. Like, just, that's kind of gaudy, but. I can't relate. I'm, I can't relate, but I would, I would like to. I can't relate. I mean, but why? Why? Why got to be a Birkin bag? Though? But that's celebrity privilege. Why would you even share that with regular people who go to work? Like that's an insult to me. I go to work. I work hard for what I have. I've had to like sacrifice everything for what I have. I've, I'm in debt for what I have. So when you try to set that as the standard, like that's like that's I don't know. That's insulting to me. I ain't got time for it. Well, you. Pay my student loans. Don't buy me a Birkin. Like, just, okay, just, pay some rent. <laughs> Something that can help me. Not that I like Birkins, by the way, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no. It's not that cute anyway. It's just a sign of status. It's a, a pocketbook. Come on. <laughs> so it's a pocketbook. A uh, pocketbook? Okay. That, that's old school. It's it's a pocketbook. <laughs> okay. A pocketbook. Ooh. Ooh, re- reach in my pocketbook. Oh no. Go <laughs> in my pocketbook and get me my keys. <laughs> I have it. I have it. Reach around there. Reach around there and get my pocketbook. Reach around there and get my pocketbook. You have officially made it when he buy you a pocketbook. <laughs> I'm working at that. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that's how I look. <laughs> You're wrong for that. AB, I think our I mean, standards a little bit too low. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what, what I can't say last week, love language, gift giving. I ain't got it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got it. <laughs> love language, gift giving. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. <laughs> so that's what y'all looking for. Miss me with it. <laughs> oh, that's just like having a a, a designer pocketbook <laughs> with no money in it. <laughs> uh, that pocketbook. That I I just love the way that she describes things. But in the midsection is shirts, pants, 
shorts, jackets. Women got rompers, skirts, dresses, <laughs> shirts, tank tops, bras, draws, like just draws so and draws. Cool draws, and draws. Dickabacas, capris. <laughs> it could be two men. Y'all know I like to use other objects and things. It could be two men, two cats, two dogs, two babies. <laughs> I would be Why are they holding hands? I don't want exactly. to even if about sexual relations, whether right. you identify as homosexual, heterosexual, animal sexual. When you a child, you are not, not thinking about <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> animal sexual. <laughs> and that's their business. <laughs> what I tell y'all at the beginning of the episode, you can definitely count on AB to tell you how she feels in her own very special way. I also like that she is candid about a lot of things, especially her dating life. Check this out. I never said I was on the app, but since you asked... <laughs> just put it out there, Dre. Since you asked, I'm on Bumble, I'm on Hinge, oh. I'm on Facebook dating. So out here is like a lot of like, you know, land and they tend to do a lot of hunting and things of that nature. So the men that swipe <laughs> on me have run, a whole picture of the deer head, the deer head being a profile picture. And I'm like, run, I'm baby, run. don't do no. it. No. <laughs> Sir, episode I don't of. even eat me. So you got a whole deer head in the picture. No, thank you. I'm like, no, that's, that's is real that good. Is in your profile? <laughs> I'm vegetarian. <laughs> 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 don't you got a beer in it. I don't know. No. <laughs> I haven't listed that in my profile. I keep it su- I keep it simple but give you enough. I like extremely dark men. I was gonna so say that you pretty like much black, black man. Yeah, like nighttime black. Yeah. All I want to see is your teeth. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah. Oh man. Say cheese, King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yes, like that. <laughs> <laughs> That is definitely my girl, AB. Um, She is 100% herself all the time. What you see is what you get. And I do appreciate that. Now, Akeem's going to tell us what he's learned about D. I must say, when we all agreed that we would do this project, I really was hoping that I was going to be my friend's favorite and ultimately the fan favorite. However, I feel like that's been snatched by D. Uh, I must say she is definitely the quintessential uh, millennial professional, as we say on the podcast all the time. Her perspectives are always great. Uh, I think she provides a great challenging perspective to mine at times. And I thoroughly enjoy listening to the conversation that she brings to the table. She always sounds so sweet. I like the persona that she's painting here. She just persona. Oh, so what are you <laughs> talking about? I know she always sounds so sweet and polished. D D is the qu- she's the quintessential millennial professional. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. 
This is D, and whew, I mean, these virtual meetings are getting to me. I mean, Zoom <laughs> every day is is a little bit tough. Every now and every now and then, it like catches up with me. So um, it was a it was a long week. It's been a very long week, um, but like everyone else, I'm looking forward to uh, unplugging. Um, not responding to emails or answering any phone calls. While Dee is the balance one of the group, um, she does get down and dirty in the conversations with us. Check this out. That's how you teach kids th- what the responsibility is. You talk about what we can afford as a family and you break things down. I don't, I think the generations are different. But I think the expectations and the realities and the rules were different for them. And so they didn't always have the necessary tools to be able to teach us in the same way. But for us to break those cycles, we have to be very open and and forward, even at 16, even as early as 12 and, and four. Like we have to start very early being realistic with black children. Because ain't no such thing as grown for business. We've seen a trend over the last, I would say, five to ten years where we've seen a lot of people on social media and um, around us, in most cases, who have enhanced their bodies, whether it's um, a a breast job or um, lipo or lip injections. With P-Valley, though, and back to Akeem's point, though, I don't think we get good mother-daughter relationships um, on on television. I don't think we get good father-son relationships all the time, but I also don't think we get good mother Like, in real life and in reality, I think we, everyone celebrates Mother's Day, and this is not just the Black community thing. This is a a broader but like on on tv like it's it's hard to find those like good relationships and i think that's why greenleaf was so impactful because that mother daughter relationship was something that people actually struggle with like um i follow sophia Rowe on instagram and she talks a lot about the challenges she's faced with not having a mother and and not having Mm. a good relationship with her and the challenges that it has created in her life so i think being able to see like greenleaf being able to see p valley like that scene when they're in jail together and they are like Mm. trying to Mm. get through it was pretty darn impactful for me and I, and I thought like P Valley I was like okay can can I actually sit down and watch this is this something that is going to am I going to feel like this is a waste of my life but oh, oh overall no it was like entertaining yeah that's my girl D she is truly one of a kind now I thought I was going to escape being described but I can always count on Nikki to count me in Drake thought he got out of this, but you know, um, my favorite thing about Drake is, is that his pettiness is none to match. He has like this undercover petty mode and it just comes out when he has his quote unquote high moments. His pettiness is like none 
you can't even match it. I mean, you can, but by the time you get ready to match it, like, because he comes out of left field with it. And so by the time you get ready to match it, hell, you be laughing. I'm as petty as I can be. <laughs> I think in the I think in the six week period, I think the people have made their own conclusions, and I think you just probably confirmed them every week. And so there was no need for AB or Nikki or D to confirm these things. I think we just know. I'm not as petty as I seem sometimes. Uh, what? It's usually the people and who say they're petty along. are really petty. Exactly. <laughs> so the sh- the whole tree. The whole tree, whatever. The whole whatever. shade tree. The whole shade tree. And that's fine. Some people dream is to be um, the CFO or the pastor's wife or whatever. Like that, that may be your dream. Not the pastor's wife. <laughs> wife. That was what? shade. That was shade. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> you couldn't even. You couldn't even call them first lady. Right. Oh. Oh, that's what they call them, first ladies. <laughs> you do like that once a week. I mean, Akeem, because I done saw your legs on um, Instagram, and I was like, ooh, they so muscular. Real tree. Y'all are crazy. He beside himself talking about some wrong tree. You feel good saying that, huh? <laughs> like, I'll give you an example. One of my favorites, um, she's a high-profile a radio person she's on the radio in atlanta and um we had interacted some years ago um i'll say it again i said not sure the strawberry <laughs> stop it stop it <laughs> if you have a, a really large transaction so for those who don't know the feds are always watching anything over ten thousand dollars. So it's if you're literally called money, cryptocurrency. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's so, and it. There's some other ways because it isn't. It's regulated, but it's not regulated in the same way. She's so like a hustler, y'all. You can get around some stuff. No, you can invest in it. it can. <laughs> so D, we can talk, right now. D, we gonna talk offline. <laughs> Whenever a black person comes to you and say the feds are tracking anything over ten dollars, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, and it's called crypto. A lot, people, listen, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that anything right. over ten thousand dollars, you have to write up. You have to fill out paperwork for it. Like they said, you got the mother-daughter, and then even though Uncle Clifford was doing what he was doing, he still had a family. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they came together and did what they had to do to save the, the club. Uncle Clifford, low-key, was, it's not looking back on it. He really was like an uncle. Yeah. He was more like an auntie. Auntie-uncle. uncle no, but really, I'm really not that petty or shady. Um, I just like having fun with the rando game. However, um, whatever you like, we pretty much can bring it to you. Uh, we got the gossip. And then in other news, y'all got Mayweather. <laughs> I don't give them no time of day. So y'all can look at that. I don't, I don't even know them. I don't even oh. Let's go. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Beep, beep. Um, <laughs> 
In other news, uh, <laughs> Yaya Mayweather had her baby shower this weekend, her and NBA young boy. And um, I was looking at her pictures and I was like, this, this young lady looks really young. And I confirmed that she is 19 years old. And um, <laughs> she has already had some some legal issues with this other baby mama. But, you know, congrats to her. And him. <laughs> you, know, I just, you didn't see I the baby like shower picture? She looked about I'm 12. To, uh, she didn't <laughs> she did look really young. Why are you doing this to she us? Okay. Is she in a Halloween you know, costume? No, she got on a one-piece short. Yeah, she on but she got she got cat ears on her her head. She nineteen, guys. <laughs> but wait, why she got again, on cat ears again? Is that, she, was that Halloween? Look, nope, nope, nope. Sis is an adult. She can do what she want to do with her body. Uh, I hope sis makes better choices uh, for her her baby. Boom. I hope so too. Wait, what better choices? I mean, she has already stabbed his other baby mama, and she's allegedly. Wait, stabbed. allegedly. So allegedly. there is a history of poor choices here. Well, with them size I mean, feet she got, I mean, hey, I'm sorry. Oh my oh, god! Boy, <laughs> Mayweather's daughter. Yes. Oh, okay. Who is yeah. the boy again? NBA young boy. We also have some emotional moments. So, like. Okay. Um, I, I have a couple questions here, and I appreciate your openness and your willing to kind of talk about your experience. I think that's really important for us to tell our stories and acknowledge them in a way um, that is transparent and allows others to understand your perspective. So thank you. I do have a question about, so how, so was it actually people calling you that or was it a path you took to understand and find yourself to know exactly what you wanted and what you wanted to accept in your relationships? It's it's the path. Yeah, it's I, the path. I, I will say like, it's definitely the path. Like I could tell that I was not aligned with societal norms. That mm-hmm. much I knew. I couldn't label it. Um, I was not aligned with societal norms, but I did not know what the alignment or the off alignment of societal norms I was at. I could not tell because I was very much so a boy. I love playing sports. You know, I love doing all the things that boys should do, but I was not attracted to women in a relation in a long-term relationship format. Is that because of your age though? Because that's what I, I wanted to know. Like you didn't know how to label it because you were young and, and didn't have those words in your vocabulary or because I'm wondering if you were 22, would it have been different? Right. No, I, because I, I would say I, I dated um, women who I felt they were beautiful and I was attracted to them. However, I could not mentally move past some of the things like marriage to a woman to me I don't seek partnership that way. But I, I think what I heard you say is you didn't have the vocabulary to to identify what it was. But you, but that, but it didn't make you gay. Did That's right. No, it definitely did not make you gay. No, 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 no. And oh yeah, we have the random side note of the week. Now with the random side note of the week, everybody can participate. All you have to do is just hit us up on our social media at rnd side note you can catch us on twitter instagram and facebook you can be anonymous or we can say your name um check out this random side note of the week from last week all right so we got uh mike from seattle 
His side note question is, are black artists required to support particular black media? Example, The Breakfast Club. Even if they have shown carelessness when it comes to domestic violence, homophobia, and transphobia. What y'all think? Let's let Drake go first because he answered this in the group earlier this week. Oh, don't do that. So, so naturally with this question, and by the way, thank you for the question, Mike from Seattle. Uh, naturally, my mind went back to early in the week, Charlemagne the God um, and the Breakfast Club uh, cast. Um, talking about Meg Thee Stallion, um, not coming, well, having an exhaustive list of things to not discuss when she comes on the show, but then Meg went to GQ Magazine, who gave her um, Rapper of the Year, and she um, revealed details about the night with uh, between her and Tory Lanez, in which she oh, Tory. Was, shot, was shot. Um, and so... So back to the question, do I think that um, black artists owe black media personalities or whatever information? Um, if, we're, if we were discussing something personal, as especially like domestic violence or anything like that, or, or anything, to be honest, it's, it's that person's. Uh, whatever they will, they want to share. That's that's their business. But to to jump on what Charlemagne and and Envy and, and Angela Yee were were speaking of is like uh, she went to basically their argument was she, before people knew who they who she was they were playing her music. Um, GQ only gave her her um, her the rap of the year, and so. They're saying, come back to the people that support you. Now, I think if if she said, hey, I really don't, guys, I really don't want to talk about this, I think they would have left it alone. But, and again, and to their point, they also said that, you know, she may have not even known about that exhaustive list. And so, and I and I give big ups to Charlemagne for that because he was the one of the ones that pointed it out that she may have not even known because he even mentioned they had just interviewed 50 Cent that day and on their list from 50 Cent's publicist was that, um, that they couldn't talk about Donald Trump, but 50 Cent was the one that brought it up in the interview. But I don't think they black artists owe anybody anything. You don't owe anybody anything, but I, I think it would be a courtesy to just, you know, to at least remember what you, you know, give, give the people, give people, give where you, your community what they want sometimes to an extent. So I get what you're saying there, but so I'm gonna put a little devil's advocate and put a spin on this. Um, so I feel like art is the way that you transform society. Art, art is a tool. Like how we talked about money being a tool last week, art is a tool. So Megan going on GQ, whether she knew or not, GQ is going to paint a picture favorable to the person that they are putting on their cover that they are naming, like how they named her Artist of the Year. The Breakfast Club's format is not necessarily to make whoever they have on that show look favorable. She is getting ready to go into, but they don't tear people down. They don't make it go, their goal to go and come bring people in there to tear them down either. Um, you but let, and, and you say that, but let's go back to Kamala when Kamala was running for president and not running to be VP. You know, uh, Charlemagne had her on there, and you know, you had some challenging pieces. And something could be said that her going on to the Breakfast Club at that time, where Charlemagne was not defending her, could have damaged her reputation. So, like the conversations that you have on these platforms 
could not necessarily they I mean they could work in your favor or they could work against you at the same time and with her album coming out she possibly could not have wanted that type of publicity or confusion around that time I mean but she still did the same thing but but back to the, the Kamala thing Charlamagne was acting as a voter so he did every I get no but I'm saying but look at that platform we did we did the same thing so why can't but yes but I'm saying look look at that platform where also Meg is running a business like this is a business so are you saying that you were going to put yourself in a least favorable situation where you already know when you go to GQ GQ is going to make you look like on a pedestal because they're getting ready to give you this title and they're getting ready to put you in their magazine versus the breakfast club Charlemagne is quote unquote acting like a voter. So therefore you run the risk of getting like kind of condemned in the process. But to the point of the letter, you know, like I was saying art is a tool to transform things. Like, so should you keep rewarding people if they are promoting homophobia, racism? I mean, we talk about uh, the Republican party with racism all the time. Like, so do you reward people for things that we really should be looking down in society? I don't think giving somebody an interview is rewarding them. But that's the business of it. The business is one party was going to make her be on a pedestal. The other party, she ran a risk of running confusion during her album coming out. But guess what? They found somebody else. So, I mean, you, in the end... Hands watched, and and Megan's album came out, and it's doing well. But I'm just saying, like, they in the end, I don't think anybody's getting rewarded. I mean... Just as easily as she said, her they said that she can't talk about this. They found somebody else that's willing to talk. So I mean, yeah, I think I, it's up to the person. Like, what? what I mean, what I get that. I, I guess my point is, you know, no, you should not reward bad behavior. I should say, not saying that they have bad behavior, but you should not reward bad behavior just because someone is black. Uh, and if she did somebody not want to run the risk, somebody if somebody was. I mean, but if she didn't want, she didn't want to run a risk in a vulnerable period for her. But she told them everything. Whatever. <laughs> so let me hop in here. Um, so I think that to answer the question, she, I agree, she doesn't owe them anything. I will say that it's in the business. You do support those who support you. But Nikki doesn't go to the Breakfast Club either. And there's a reason behind it. And we have seen what I would say, not necessarily a pattern. And I don't want to say this is some Black woman thing. But I think that you have to understand that when you're trying to build a career, you are trying, you your image is your business. And I'm going to be honest, our Black people, we will tear each other, and not saying that they do, but we will tear each other down in public. And it's it's a difference between being a construct and being a journalist and asking targeted intellectual questions that allow people to be feel safe, but still may be challenging, and then going after them. And I think that Charlemagne had showed on previous occasions that he didn't believe um Megan so why would I come to a show where you have already stated not not directly but indirectly that there's more to the story and and 
you have all these questions. I mean, he did give Tory donkey of the day and then he kind of stepped back on that. It, it, it was weird. So a, as a woman who has just gone through a traumatic experience, I want to share my story with someone I trust and feel safe with. And so I'm sorry if that's not the black crew. I, I want to be able to tell my story without feeling like I am going to be crucified for for sharing details and being able to tell my story in a way that I want to tell my story. Listen, they all publicists, all good PR people have a list of things that you do not touch. And if they don't, then you need to rethink who your business partners are. And so you got to be able to say, I don't I don't have to go to Hollywood unlocked. I don't have to go to the shade room. But I do think we as black artists should support them. And that doesn't necessarily mean always going with them on the big stories, but you can also be strategic about, oh, I wanna share this first with you. Or because I know black media isn't as popular in these areas and I have a international platform, let me share this with you first. But I think it's up to them, uh, the particular artist to decide what is a worthy story to share. And like to share some other things like that. And this is not like jump on the breakfast club situation, but like the other part of that, um, that uh, random side note is like, you know, other communities, like within communities, like, you know, has the breakfast club and tell me if I'm wrong, please. Has the breakfast club invited like um, any of the women from like pose, like when pose was on and hot, like did they have any of them to come on to talk about their life, their struggles, what they've gone through? They do not discriminate. Like I was no, no. I was just asking. No, I'm asking legit. Asking because I mean, Charlamagne. You can hear Charlamagne any day of the week talk about that. He shouts out the 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 gay community, trans community, all the time. Some of his some of his stuff may be a little off off picture and and, you know off the wall. But even with the Meg situation and how he he may have viewed it, I think he invited they invited her for the point of clearing up the. Cause he's always big on, let me just get to the, he, he wants to ask for himself. Like he's just one of those, he's like that kid that want to go figure out for himself. He want to ask you for your, for himself. AB was- Yeah, and you know, cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, well, I want to start this off by saying I I listen to Breakfast Club every single morning. Um, and I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like Charlamagne has somewhat been supportive of, oh, of Meg throughout this throughout this entire situation. Um, and I don't think he wanted to bring her on the show to paint any type of picture. I think he wanted to come and get the facts. I think mm -hmm. Charlamagne felt like Tori said his piece in songs and we actually want to hear from the horse's mouth. Wow. We want we want to be able to ask you questions and we want to be able to get your your side of what happened. And I think that's all it is. Like like we said last week, Charlemagne like is very blunt and very straightforward and I feel like he he's consistent with that with everybody. What you, what you see is what you get. Um so I I do think I honestly think that she wasn't aware that they were told they couldn't talk about all these I things. I think that too. 
And I do so think do that you, they're so well connected that they could have easily, easily reached out and got closer to her and got clarification before they spoke on it and mm-hmm. then confirmed and then spoke on it. Because just from their their interviews with her and speaking to her in the past, I feel like they have open line of communication to where it would have been fine. Do you think it would have been OK if she would have hopped on the show? Like if they said anything about it and she says, I address it bar one in my new album, um, go by. Um, Go download. Uh, what is a good news? Like, would that they, be, would that suffice? That and they would have left it. And they would have left it. Left it, it alone. Charlemagne would have. He would have. Yeah, said I was just about to say. Come on. But he would have kept going. He would have kept going, but he definitely would have said something slick. Like he probably would've absolutely. Said, well, you did an interview with such and such, and you ain't hold like because that's but, him. He but he's not gonna pressure her. But he wouldn't pressure her. I don't. He he's really big about mental health and not and traumatizing and domestic people. violence too. Right. right. So I, I just I, I just don't buy the argument that the community is trying to spread. Like on, wow. on, the, on the, I, I don't. Not trying to be funny, but y'all really sound like y'all part of Charlamagne fan club. I like Charlamagne. I respect him. I don't think there's okay. anything wrong with it. I I do think though, um, while he. I think some of the things he said, and I, I don't listen to them consistently, but I heard some of the original commentary. I'm going to be honest. If I had heard him like backtrack some of the things that he was saying and, and the way he talked about, like there's something funny going on here. Like if I had just been shot, like, I'm sorry, I would have took, even if it wasn't, I, I'm sure he didn't mean it in that way. And I'm sure he was trying to be very supportive, but from a personal perspective, if I had a guy shot, and I had heard the conversations and the comments um, on the right. I, I wouldn't have gone in with a. I, I would have came in with a chip on my shoulder, and I probably would have would wouldn't have responded in a way that was um, a, a way you could walk back, right? So you got to think about where where she is mentally and how she has really felt like she's been attacked around this. Um, so you have to think about that this is radio and that's print. So I, I, I just think those are different. You can control a story in print. Like I, I just did a story and the girl sent it to me and now I'm about to retype it because I didn't like how it how it went, right? Versus if, if I'm live, I may say something crazy on here and I'd be like, Dre, can you make sure you edit that? <laughs> but, but that's at his discretion, right? And, and sometimes you can't always walk certain things back. So let's, I, I have something to bring up, uh, so to pull it back from, because I felt like we kind of hit Charlamagne, but let's talk about something else that happened this week. Uh, I don't know if y'all watch MSNBC, but like Joy Reid had uh, this gentleman on her show this week who was a staffer um, in, for uh, the Trump administration and is a black guy who was up, you know, and I believe like senior staffing, he was pretty up in the staffing, but she had him on there and he wasn't prepared. Uh, like part of his speech when she was asking him about, you know, the ins and outs of the Trump campaign, he was using we in the beginning, but when she started slamming him for his inaccuracies, then he started to distance himself for the Trump campaign. Like, do you think that people who like share those views, like how Joy, if you watch the video, like Joy kind of really gets into him when he starts stumbling, like in him, in him. Um, Granted, he was not prepared, but like, is that fair too? Like, should we reward her for attacking quote-unquote a black man on her her show or not or like should she have given him like a courtesy because he was black and be like sir just come back prepared next time 
First off, I love Joy. I'm gonna need them to get her some faster internet if she's gonna be doing her show from home. Uh, cause she be she be lagging. <laughs> her words, she be you know how you be watching those uh, Korean uh, Asian shows and they'd be like, and it's see, I'm anime. Like, they gonna need her. To get, I'm gonna need her to get some get get some um, internet. But I mean, he came on there unprepared. Fair game to her. Attack. She. Ended him. <laughs> Listen, him. that's what I mean about being on. Like you, you can clean up something in writing. Some sometimes because sometimes you have to be careful about media and journalism. You want people to be ethical and responsive, but if you come prepared to have a conversation and you mess up, that's that's on you. So. You know, you clearly weren't on your game and she had ample opportunity to ask what she wanted to ask and hold him to what he was saying. And I think um, even with that Meg situation, it, it it's Charlemagne's right to be able to, it's, it's their show to be able to ask those targeted questions. But it's up to you to say whether you want to answer it is how you respond. You can't control how people uh, receive you or perceive you or what they ask you, but you can control how you respond. Nikki, so, what's the moral of the story? <laughs> she was not bad at teaching. Go ahead. I keep oh, no. you going to say. Oh, that's a part of the <laughs> random side note. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, I was... go ahead, Akeem. I'll be back. I <laughs> <laughs> Hey, moral of the story is support your people. If you don't want to, don't do it. Hey. Your business is your business. That is, hey, that's how I feel. That's a fact. That's, that's a fact. And as we say, it ain't our business. Well, that has been our show for today. Um, thank you all for spending the time with me um, alone. Um, next week, we'll all be back together. We can't wait to produce new content for you all. As always, hit us up on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at RND Side Note. That's at RND Side Note. You can always send us an email as well. We don't highlight that as much. Our email is randomsidenotepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to drop us a line there or, dro- or drop us a random side note, send it there. We'll keep you anonymous if you would like. Um, well, it's been real. Um, this is Dre without the Rando Gang today, but on behalf of the Rando Gang, I'm signing out. Peace.